Hi, this is Ananda, president of the Hare Krishna community near Washington, D.C. What follows is a Sunday talk recorded at our temple. Every Sunday we invite the public for meditation, a talk, and a vegetarian lunch. We'd love for you to join us. More information is available at iskonofdc.org. That's I-S-K-C-O-N of D-C dot org. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the talk. When we uh, drive into the temple, we see this sign sitting out front that says, it identifies us as the Hare Krishna Temple. The official name actually is down below in smaller letters. But uh, Hare Krishna, we're no, sometimes known as the Hare Krishna people, the Hare Krishna movement, right, the Hare Krishna Temple, because we have this, I think, a very healthy obsession with chanting the Hare Krishna mantra. And so we're identified with that. That becomes who we are, Hare Krishna. Hmm? And so why do we have that obsession? So to, to begin with, I'm just gonna, we're going to read through uh, just a handful of verses that explain why we think it's so important and why we've dedicated uh, so much of our energy and effort into it. Um, already today, we just had two separate sessions. Right? We chant in two different ways. We chant uh, individually on beads, and we also chant together congregationally. And, uh, and uh, we just did that, both of those things. So we're just going to read a few verses. Most of them will be from Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who we uh, have on the altar and also his pastimes along that other side of the temple room. He's an incarnation of Krishna. He's going to talk about why chanting Krishna's name is so important. So he's obviously the perfect person to be able to explain that clearly. And so the first verse here is, is, is from the Brihan Naradiya Purana. And it just says, in this age of Kali, that means in this modern times, there is no other means, no other means, no other means for self-realization than chanting the holy name, chanting the holy name, chanting the holy name of Lord Hari. So it's emphasized three times, just in case you have some doubts. Maybe there's another way. <laughs> so no, no, no. This is the way. And this starts uh, uh, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is from the Chaitanya Charitamrita. There's this very last chapter in the Chaitanya Charitamrita that describes Lord Chaitanya's activities and teachings. And uh, he, so this, in this area, he, he speaks his Shikshastakam, or his eight instructive verses uh, that focus on the chanting of the holy name. So it says, in great jubilation, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, he's talking to two of his closest associates, my dear Sarup Damodar and Ramananda Roy, know from me that chanting the holy names is the most feasible means of salvation in this age of Kali. So he reiterates what the Brihan Naradiya Purana says. And then he elaborates. In this age of Kali, the process of worshiping Krishna is to perform sacrifice by chanting the holy name of the Lord. One who does so is certainly very intelligent, and he attains shelter at the lotus feet of Krishna. Mm -hmm. well, sounds good. And then he says, simply by chanting the holy name of Lord Krishna, one can be freed from all undesirable habits. This is the means of awakening all good fortune and initiating the flow of waves of love for Krishna. And then he says, by performing congregational chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra, 
one can destroy the sinful condition of material existence. The, the word here, words here in Bengali were papa sangsara nashanam. Hmm? So the, the sinful condition of, of rebirth and death, samsara, birth and death, that remove, ends the cycle of birth and death. When, when it says here, the condition of material existence. Uh, purifies the unclean heart and awakened all varieties of devotional service. And then one last one. The result of chanting is that one awakens his love for Krishna and tastes transcendental bliss. Ultimately, one attains the association of Krishna and engages in his devotional service as if immersing himself in a great ocean of love. So all pretty good things. Hmm? There is, however, embedded in these verses a caveat. And uh, the word that uh, provides that caveat is the word sankirtan. So sankirtan, it's a, it's a, a, his kirtan, which means chanting, right? with a prefix, a modifying prefix. It has two main connotations, both of which are applicable. Generally, uh, it's associated, we, we hear uh, sankirtan, meaning people gathering together and chanting together. That san has that connotation of gathering together and bringing together. So what we did today, what Palika Prabhu does on, in, in, the, uh, in Silver Spring is sankirtan in, the, in that sense, people gathering together and chanting. But there's another sense to that son, which is applicable. And this, this is uh, spoken by uh, uh, our founder, Acharya Srila Prabhupada's guru, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. He explains in his commentary that son also has, has a sense of completeness, perfection, or something that's very well done. Uh, Sanskrit right, is something that's perfectly done. That's what it means. Uh, so the, the caveat is all of these benedictions, that's been being used all through these verses. Nama Sankirtan. That all of these benefits that Lord Chaitanya listed is contingent upon Sankirtan. A complete, perfect, very well done chanting. I have a little quotation here from Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati. This is on his commentary, that same section in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And so he says, Sankirtan means complete kirtan. Partial or imperfect kirtan of Lord Krishna's holy name is not the same as sankirtan. Imperfect chanting of, Lord Krish of Krishna's name is unable to cause the optimum spiritual change in the living entities. This will lead them to doubt the potency of kirtan. Therefore, let the complete and perfect chanting of Krishna's holy name or nama sankirtan be victorious. So this is the, the focus of our discussion today is uh, we would like to unlock all of those benefits that were listed. Mm -hmm. To do so, it says we, there has to be a certain quality to our chanting. Mm -hmm. That's the sankirtan. And so we'll try to look at uh, what constitutes incomplete chanting, what, and what constitutes complete chanting 
and how we can move in that direction. Uh, Srila Prabhupada talked about this also, about the, there being different stages of chanting. And uh, uh, I'm going to put them in this way that fits in with, with the Sankirtan thing, that, that there's incomplete chanting. And Prabhupada talked about that. Uh, he, he said, he, called, he compared it to cooking with smoke. He said, if we, if we chant improperly, right, he, he said, where there's smoke, there's fire. Right? So there's, there's some effect. Right? If, there, if, there's, if there's smoke, there has to be some fire. Something is happening there. But he said, if you try to cook with smoke, it will take an awful long time to prepare your meal. So that, that if the chanting is not done properly, the effect is minimal. It's minimized. And then he says there, there's the stage where you're improving. He called it the clearing stage. The, the good news is that wherever we are, whatever stage of incompleteness or completeness we're in, as soon as we begin to improve, we come into the improving stage, which unlock many, many further benefits. So simply progressing from wherever we're at does us a great deal of good. And then there's the complete chanting, the Sankirtan, which releases everything. And it's important for us, you know, if, if, if we want to, if we want, not only want the, uh, the benefits, but if we want to keep our enthusiasm, we really want to come somehow to the improving or clearing stage. Bhaktisanta Saraswati was, was very clear. He, he said that we may begin, if we're stuck in the same place and getting the same kind of benefits and not improving, then we may doubt, we may lose faith in the power of kirtan. And this may happen to us even without us being so aware of it. It just kind of creeps in a certain doubt that this is what's available, this is what we can do, this is what comes out of it, and we become a little complacent. So to really to keep our enthusiasm, we need to keep improving, if, if, if at all possible. And in looking at uh, uh, some of the commentaries and things, the, the one thing, if we want to do one thing, if we want to measure our level of completeness, one good way, kind of, you can stick a thermometer into it to see how you're doing, is attentiveness. How much attention are we paying to the holy name while chanting? And uh, this is, uh, um, and there's a reason for that. Uh, a reason why that's so important. And the, the reason is that actually chanting is a personal interaction with Krishna. If you understand how it works, the mantra is not a technique. It's not a tool. It's not just a powerful sound that we're using, something we can use for our spiritual edification. But it's actually providing us a direct interaction with the Supreme Lord, Sri Krishna. And how, how that is, you can, I'll give a couple of things here. In, uh, in the, the unchanting Hare Krishna, that, that was originally, wasn't that just originally a recording he made on, uh, before it was published? It's complicated. Okay. The original was a recording for the album. The, the, the Happening album, yeah, yeah. And then it was modified and released in 
It says here, here, Prabhupada, the section from it says, the word hara is the form of addressing the energy of the Lord, and the words Krishna and Rama are the forms of addressing the Lord himself. So what Prabhupada means by that is, is that the, 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 the root word of hare, the unconjugated word, is hara. And when it's put in a conjugated form, in the vocative case, which means you're addressing somebody, you're talking to them, you're getting their attention, you're addressing them, you're, you're calling out to them, it becomes Hare. And Krishna and Rama, they don't change form, so they're also automatically in the vocative case. So you know, if, if, I just, if I just say, you know, if I mention to somebody, oh, there's, there's Gauravani Prabhu, then he doesn't, he, he may hear it, but he, you know, he may hear his name and look, but if I, if I say, you know, Gauravani, hey, Gauravani, I'm addressing him, I'm getting his attention, I'm, I'm come over here, you know, do this, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm talking direct, directly to him. That's, that's the form. And so baked in to the Maha Mantra is this calling out, this addressing Krishna, talking directly to him. I'm talking to you. It's not just repeating something, it's not just uh, remembering his name, it's speaking to him. It's not just, just, just remembrance, but I'm actually speaking, I'm addressing him. It's Krishna, you know, Hare Krishna. The Lord is energy, and, and that, so there's, there's that, that's baked right into it. Right? And then this other famous verse here, the holy name of Krishna, this is from the, it's originally from the Padma Purana, I'm quoted it from the Chaitanya Charitamrita. The holy name of Krishna is transcendentally blissful. It bestows all spiritual benedictions, for it is Krishna himself, the reservoir of all pleasure. Krishna's name is complete, and it is the form of all transcendental mellows. It is not a material name under any condition, and it is no less powerful than Krishna himself. Since Krishna's name is not contaminated by the material qualities, there is no question of its being involved with maya. Krishna's name is always liberated and spiritual. It is never conditioned by the laws of material nature. And this is the part I want to emphasize here. This is because the name of Krishna and Krishna himself are identical. The words are abhinatvat nama namanaho in, in the Sanskrit. Abhinatvat means it's not different. There, there's no, not, not two. Nama, the name, and namanaho, that which is named. So it, it says that which is the name and that which is named are the same. They're not distinct. Prabhupada used to talk about this a lot, actually. He would say that if you were thirsty and you chanted to yourself, water, 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 I guess if you did loud enough and somebody heard you, they might bring you some. <laughs> but, but otherwise, uh, <laughs> failing that, the chanting of water wouldn't satisfy your thirst. Because the name and the named are different. He said, with Krishna, that's not the case. So not only are when we chant Hare Krishna, we're calling out to Krishna, that in that same calling out, Krishna is appearing before us, before our ears. He's appearing before our ears. Now here we can, we can come and we can see the deity form of the Lord. 
If we're great yogis, we may be able to see the form of the Lord in the heart. Um, if we are even greater, we can you know, enter into the spiritual realm and see Krishna. Or maybe we're lucky enough to be someplace where Krishna is incarnating. Now, those are also rare cases. But actually, when we chant Hare Krishna, Krishna personally incarnates before our ears. We're calling out and he incarnates before our ears. And there's nothing, uh, there's nothing that's uh, substandard about that. Uh, we were just reading, uh, there's that collection of quotations from Srila Prabhupada about chanting. And he was, there's one place he, he was saying that, uh, why are you so uh, caught up in the eyes? Everybody wants to see God. He says, but you have other senses, right? You can hear him. Right? You can hear him. So the reason that inattention is a, a problem, right, is that we're calling to Krishna and he's appearing before us. So if, if I call to Gauravani Prabhu and, and he pays attention to me, right, and then I start doing anything else. I'm checking my phone. I'm looking out the window. He's going to wonder what. You know? And I keep calling him and I keep ignoring him. I keep calling him and I keep ignoring him. I keep calling and ignoring him. You know? Now, of course, the fact that I'm remembering him, I, I guess it may, you know, he may feel that there's, I'm showing him some measure of respect. At least I'm thinking about him. But, but, it, 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 but the relationship is kind of, you know, kind of strained that way. He has to keep paying attention and, and I keep ignoring him. So the, the, uh, the, the situation, the dynamic with chanting, it's, a, it's an interpersonal connection. It's not me using a technique. And the result that comes from it comes from that interpersonal relationship. I'm calling out to Krishna, asking for a relationship with him. I want his attention. I want to be connected with him. Prabhupada said that we're asking to please be engaged in his service. And Krishna is right there. So that naturally should be extremely absorbing. The call out to, the, those two functions, calling out to Krishna and hearing that the incarnation that happens, hearing his response, having him be present before my ears, should be fully absorbing. So there's three uh, types of inattention. This is... Uh, uh, given by uh, uh, Bhaktivinod Thakur, one of the, uh, our great previous acharyas also. So there's drowsiness. Right? You can be with somebody and you can nod off. Right? So <laughs> the dynamic is not so great. There's distraction. Like I mentioned before, you can, you're looking out the window, looking at the phone, uh, going this way and that way. And then there's, there, there's just kind of apathy or, or disinterest. Like I'm, I, may, I may be in, in a conversation with somebody or someone may come and, and I may not fall asleep and I may not uh, be really distracted, but I'm just kind of not really into it. Right? You can feel that right, when you're with somebody who's just kind of going through the motions. So they're listening to you, you're talking, but it's just not very important to them. It's a little bit boring to you. And that, that you know, the other person will feel all of those things. 
So all these things are present. And when we're chanting, right, we're, you know, our, oftentimes you get great ideas come into our heads, right? Oh, you're thinking, right, right, right. You know, or what we're going to do later on, or, oh, chanting's going on pretty good, you hear that sound going, I'm doing it pretty good, you know, I'm making progress here, and, you know, you know, it becomes a background sound. You know, it's, it's, the, it's, it's the little mood music for your, for your morning reverie, you know. And, uh, and so, so we're, 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 uh, we're distracted. I, I will contend that, that many of us, you know, will, will, will try to think of Krishna when we're chanting. And I will, I, will, I will contend to you that this is a less harmful type of distraction than thinking of other things. But yet, it's a distraction nonetheless. Think about it. If, if, I, if I call Gauravani, and he comes and sits over here, and then I start imagining him in my mind... <laughs> Why would I do that? He's right here. Right? I'm doing two things. Krishna is a, pre a present, and I'm imagining him. That's good to do that later on. <laughs> Remember Krishna. Right? But he's right there, here and now. Right? So that indicates all of these types of, of distraction, or all these types of inattention, indicate a certain lack of interest. Attention is a function of interest. When we're with somebody who's fascinating, we don't have to struggle to pay attention. Oh, and we're, we're excited. And we automatically pay attention. Right. So that affects the relationship. We're trying to, to have a relationship with Krishna. We're trying to show our interest. But our inattention betrays a certain lack of interest. So we, we need to ask ourselves, because it's, it's interesting, Krishna actually has made the first move in this relationship. He's come all the way to where we are here in America, on the earth planet, and found us and given us the holy name through the actions of his devotees. He's found where we're hiding, far, far away, and he's come after us and given it to us. This, he's taken, he said, here I am, you can take me. You don't, have to, you don't have to be a, a pujari to go on the altar to see me. You don't have to be a great yogi. You don't have to be present when I'm incarnated. I'm coming to you right here, right now, anytime, in any place. I'm here for you. Right? So the question is, do we want to reciprocate with that? We're not even trying to start a relationship. Krishna already has a relationship with us. Do we want to reciprocate? Are we interested in the, in the overture that Krishna has made to us? Hmm? And if we're chanting distractedly or we're chanting inattentively, the indication is that we're not as interested as we think we probably should be. Now, fortunately... Um, this is not a deadly <laughs> sort of thing. It's not even uh, unusual. It's the norm. And the Lord Chaitanya, he uh, covers this in his Shikshastakam, this exact problem. In the second verse of his Shikshastakam, he says, O oh my Lord, your holy name alone can render all benediction to living beings. 
And thus you have hundreds and millions of names like Krishna and Govinda. In these transcendental names you have invested all your transcendental energies. There are not even hard and fast rules for chanting these names. O oh my Lord, out of kindness you enable us to easily approach you by your holy names, but I am so unfortunate that I have no attraction for them. Nanuragaha, no attachment to them. I'm so unfortunate. Now notice, the problem here is not that he doesn't appreciate the opportunity. He's even, he also appreciates how Krishna is reaching out to him. Right? He says, you, you've invested all your energies in them. And it's, it's easy for you to, 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 to receive them and to chant them. No, no different, you know, it doesn't have to be a certain time, a certain place. It doesn't have to be purity of the location, purity of your heart. You can just do it. He says, you're freely giving yourself. So what's the problem? Because right, if, if, if something isn't very worthwhile or valuable, then of course it's, it's, it's natural to not have much enthusiasm. But when there's something so wonderful, why wouldn't you be enthusiastic? Why wouldn't you be attached? Why aren't we attached? He answers that in the, in the very next verse. What's the problem? This is the fam famous verse, the famous humility verse, right? One should chant the holy name of the Lord in a humble state of mind, thinking oneself lower than the straw in the street. One should be more tolerant than a tree, devoid of all sense of false prestige, and should be ready to offer all respect to others. In such a state of mind, one can chant the holy name of the, uh, of the Lord constantly. So then there is interest. So look at it. In the previous verse, he understood the value, but he didn't have sufficient appreciation. I like to use the word gratitude for it. And what, what causes a situation like that? Well, what causes when, when, when you're receiving something magnificent to cause you not to be grateful? Well, I'll, I'll submit to you that there's a, a, a simple equation, right? The perceived value of something minus what you think you deserve gives you gratitude. So, yeah, you know, Krishna's coming, he's giving me himself. I'm a good guy. If he gives himself, why not me? Why shouldn't I get it? Right? And, you know, I really probably shouldn't have to work that hard. Right? I deserve that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm, you know, why not? Why not me? Right. We have, and, and it's, it's mentioned in the, in the, in the uh, this, I quoted this from the Chaitanya Charitamrita. It's originally in the Srimad Bhagavatam. If one's heart does not change, tears do not flow from his eyes, his body does not shiver, and his bodily hairs do not stand on end as he chants the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, it should be understood that his heart is as hard as iron. Hmm? Guilty is charged. You know? So it's our pride. We have this deeply rooted in us, this idea that we're something very special. And it's really hard to get rid of that. That we think that, that we could receive something that is normal. 
It doesn't produce oceans of gratitude. We, we're, not, we're not humbled by it. We think, yes, that's good. I should receive Krishna. I should receive the holy name. I'm okay. You know, I deserve it. It's nothing special. It's nice. But, I mean, it's, it's, it, that's how it should work. Somewhere we're thinking like that. Our heart is hard as iron. We don't feel any gratitude. And therefore, Nanuragaha, I don't have any attachment. I don't have the interest. I don't pay the attention. Krishna, just go the rest of the way. Don't make me work hard for it. Just, you know, take me. No gratitude. So we need to examine that <laughs> part. We may notice that, you know, although we think we're very special somewhere deep inside, that, that, that others don't always agree. <laughs> we may find that we're not, you know, uh, appreciated by even that many people in our own city, much less the universe. We may realize that if we want even to see other regular people, we may have to make appointments. They may not want to even see us. Right? And here's Krishna, right? unlimited, the, the, the controller of everything. And he's come to us. He's come to us. Shouldn't we be grateful for that? Shouldn't we give up the madness? Right? So we have to soften the heart. If we want to pay attention, we'll have to soften the heart. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. Now, what if this doesn't work? <laughs> right. We meditate on this fact that we're not... I mean, what are we? We're tiny. Actually, uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he says that, that, that the individual souls are so tiny. He says that, that, that the appropriate body for them would be grass. Because it says you're lower than the grass, you know, that, that, uh, in, in the Lord Chaitanya's verse, right? He says, actually, grass bodies are appropriate. We're so tiny. Right? So if we meditate on that, our significance, we're one of, of, of just, you know, countless numbers of, of souls. How special can we be? We're special because Krishna loves us, but otherwise what? And that's amazing. It's amazing that Krishna will want to deal with us. It's not expected or deserved. But what if that fails? We can only soften the heart to a certain degree, and it, we still think, well, you know, <laughs> I'm still better than most of these other people. <laughs> Even if I'm not very big, or very important. You know. What if that happens? Well, there, there's one thing that's left over. And, and this also, Prabhupada, uh, taught in his uh, in that original lecture on the holy name in the recording, and it's, it's interesting because he he gave this in, in the this is you know still when, when they were in Twenty Six Second Avenue, but as, as far as I can see, this is the, this is this is the, the the teaching that kind of brings everything together and gives even the hopeless people like us hope to make improvement. And so the, 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 the quotation I've got here from this is, this chanting is exactly like the genuine cry of a child for its mother's presence. Mother Hara helps the devotee achieve Lord, the Lord Father's grace 
and the Lord reveals himself to the devotee who chants this mantra sincerely. So exactly like a genuine cry of a child for its mother's presence. What I see in that, there's two things, right? This, this, this desperation and helplessness. That Krishna, I know about the good fortune I have by coming into contact with your holy name. And I'm unable to appreciate it. I, you know, I appreciate it, but I'm unable to take advantage of it. Because I don't have the interest because my heart is too hard. And now I'm desperate. I don't know what to do. So this cry of desperation, this mood of desperation that can enter into the and, 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 and of, of, of dependence and hope helplessness. If we can bring some of that into the mood into our, into our chanting, there's hope for us. So the, the good news is that any incremental progress makes a huge difference. Actually, um, uh, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, one of our great uh, acharyas, teachers in, in our line, he really says you can, you can understand that if we're not making progress in bhakti, it relates directly to the quality of our chanting. If our chanting, the quality of our chanting is remaining the same, the best we can expect is to remain fairly stagnated. If it's decreasing, we're probably declining. And if it's increasing the quality of our chanting, and this applies both to, the, both to our chanting with the beads and, and chanting congregationally, then, then we're making progress. It's, it's the root cause of everything. It also is the root cause of, of, of any kind of like loss of faith that we have or discouragement that we have in, in our practice. So, but if we make just a little tiny improvement, it makes a huge difference. So attention, right? We understand it's an interaction with Krishna. We want to pay attention because Krishna is present before us. We're asking for the relationship. If we're not feeling enthusiasm for it, it means our heart is hard. Try to have a little humility if we can. Let's increase our level of humility a little bit. And if all else fails, right, cry out like a baby. So, so Hare Krishna, thank you very much. I've run a little bit too far over. Question. Yes. Bhagavan Krishna in Gita says that the Gayatri mantra is the is the best mantra. So should we be chanting Gayatri mantra along with the Hare Krishna mantra, or just the Hare mantra? Well, the Hare Krishna mantra is sufficient, you know, because because also Krishna came again as Lord Chaitanya, and the, the Gayatri mantra really generally. Uh, for, for it to be fully effective, you're supposed to have, have received that from the Guru. It's a Guru-given mantra. But uh, Krishna in, himself says that is the supreme mantra among the mantras. Well, he, he uh, I mean, he, he well, I don't know if he, if he exactly says that, but he, because he, I am that, right? He, he, he said that that represents me. So there's a little, a little slightly different thing. And also, it, it, ta it takes a certain qualification. 
right? It's supposed to be a guru-given mantra. And so in this day and age, many people, are, most people are not qualified to take that mantra. And this, the Hare Krishna mantra is identical with Krishna. See, so that's a, in, in the Gita, he's saying, these, these are my vibhutis, my opulences, that represents him, that reminds you of him. But here he says, I'm identical. Yeah, that's a different thing. That makes Thank it you. at a higher level, actually. Hare Krishna, bro. Um, first, I want to thank you for sudden my anxiety attack that I bring when I came here early. And just listening to you, you're, you're soothing that. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. No at all. Um, I, was, I was doing a search months ago. I started talking with different devotees about chanting. And um, my conclusion, I'm not saying my conclusion is the right conclusion, but for me, what I was searching for, is that uh, part of the, the losing the interest in chanting is because at the end, at the end of, of the conception of chanting, it's, it's a doubt if you really, in this lifetime, are going to reach the goal of going back to the Supreme Lord abode. But not only that, is this, this not interest for, for, for the mantra is, is like it takes too long or is too much. And I'm not sure whatever I do if I'm going to conquer what we're supposed to conquer, what we chant. So I, I attach that to, to losing interest because when you have, when you have, the unknown realize in your, in your, in, in your head, you kind of lost. So if you don't congreg congregate with, with the right people, a good association with the right devotee, who can give you, as a sample, as you today, that, that push a little bit in order to, to concentrate what we're doing, then we, we practically lost. Because we don't know. Nobody has come from up there and tell us, hey, keep chanting, because that's what it is to come where I am. But that's what it is. It's not like you're losing interest. It's just the fact that you don't know if it's going to happen or not. Well, so I'll say, two, I'll say two, two quick comments on that, that, that. Even if it's you know, not this lifetime, even if it's some other lifetime, it's worth waiting for. That much we know. Who was the devotee of Lord Chaitanya who was banished for some time? I think Mukunda, I think. That he was banished, he, and, and he was he was told that he wouldn't be able to see Lord Chaitanya again for many, many, many lifetimes. But that he would, and, but as soon as he heard that, that it would be many, many lifetimes, he would see him again. He began to dance in ecstasy. That I will get, he says, I will get, even if he had to wait. So it's so it's it's, it's quite worth waiting for. And as far as overcoming the difficulties, the dynamic is 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 that the holy name is Krishna Himself. And he's the one that clears out the contaminations. I, I, I threw out a couple of a couple of, uh, of verses that I thought we were going to run over time, which we did. That 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 it says in the Bhagavatam, right? That Krishna enters the heart of the devotee and cleanses all the, the dirty things from there. And also in the Bhagavad Gita, he says, right, that he he, he enters in with the shining lamp of knowledge. So the the, the the mantra is Krishna, and so Krishna is doing the cleansing. We just have to show our willingness, and he helps us. So in that way, we can have great confidence. Prophet also mentions that in the Nectar of, of Instruction, 
that's, that's one of the reasons why we have confidence in the process because Krishna helps us. So we can overcome it with Krishna's help. Thank you, Prabhu. Great. Um, I have a comment and a question. Mm. Start with a comment. This, this chanting is exactly like the genuine cry of a child for its mother, mother's presence. Mm. And you said two things happen, helplessness or des being desperate. Yeah. And this idea that the only way we chant, chant really deeply is to be humble. Mm. So if you grow up and your mother's not so nice or you're an orphan, <laughs> okay. it takes a real, not your head, it takes a heart to cry as an adult for your mother, mm. especially if your mother was no good. Or if you're a big doctor or someone really important, I don't need my mother anymore, I'm an adult. So this, this humbleness that you're talking about, um, I just want to add a third thing, which is longing. Okay. Like longing, really. It's, you know, not just helpless and desperate, but this idea of longing, you know, really adds a really positive quality as well. Um, I just love this quote. You should probably read some books. Um, and the question is, Krishna's names, is, they were hundreds and millions, mm. really, <laughs> millions. Mm. I kind of, is that true or just kind of no, showing the depth of like, I think it, it, it says that the number of incarnations are as limitless as the waves on the ocean. I can't so. even understand that, you know? I don't yeah. even... Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> okay just show how... We can't, we can't, beyond we, mind, even. That's yeah, yeah. why I went. Yeah, very yeah. Pow very yeah, Krishna is unlimited, you know? So yeah. that's it's beyond our limited mind. It's even hard for me to think mind, of that. That's yeah, yeah. There's a good quote, too. Really yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Krishna Prabhu, thank you for the wonderful lecture. Um, I have a question. So, as spirit soul, we're conditioned by our consciousness. Um, so, what is the proper attitude for us to approach the holy name? Say, can I regard changing of the holy name as a very dear friend it's only too offensive no krishna says right that he he's he's the the the, the well-wishing friend of all living ent entities suridam sarvadehinam in, in the bhagavad-gita and so and krishna shows his well-wishing by coming to us right wherever wherever he's found us He's showing that he's he's our well wisher. Now, we of course don't feel worthy of that that friendship, but we know we, that we have it. And so what we what we want to do is we want to show gratitude for Krishna's care for us, and to try to reciprocate with that, to show interest in him, and to build our desire to do something for him. So with gratitude. That's to be the approach. And confidence that Krishna loves us, but with great gratitude. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Could I just add to that? That's a very interesting question. Mm, please. Because uh, we're told that the holy name is our most intimate way of associating with the Lord. Mm. And at the same time, we want to discover who, our, who we really are beyond our mind and the, this particular material incarnation. <coughs> so for us, 
you know, we hear often that if we really delve into chanting with sincerity, that like Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur says that it is the Siddha Pranali mantra that the holy name will reveal our real identity. So this is just, I just want to underline this question. It's a very interesting question. Mm. In what mood are we meant to, like, is it presumptuous to think of Krishna as a friend or to think of Krishna as a lover or to think of Krishna as a child while chanting the holy name? And I think your answer is a very good answer that with gratitude and, and then it will all be revealed. But it's a very interesting question. In what mood are we invited into that? Should we try and project a mood based on our current consciousness or should we just try and approach with humility and gratitude and just listen without any sort of uh, projection of a relationship in, in our neophyte state. Yeah, the, la the latter. It, it it Lord Chaitanya mentions that, you know, in, in, in the... I didn't, I didn't quote his, the first verse of the Shikshaskam because it's so filled with poetry that it takes a long time just to explain the poetry. But in, the, in there, it's, it's, it says the holy name is Vidyavadu Jivanam. And so the, uh, the, 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 notion, the notion is, is that, uh, that it gives life to this, to this uh, bride called knowledge. It, says it acts like the bridegroom. A bridegroom gives a, a bride pleasure, happiness. It gives her life, and so it enlivens knowledge. And that's explained by the, by the Acharyas, that that refers to having us understand what our actual eternal relationship of, uh, with Krishna is. That generally comes in, it's in the stage of bhakti called asakti. And so it's, it's, a, it's a very advanced stage of sadhana. That comes to us. We will come to that. And, uh, and when it does, yeah, and if we, when we can tell if, 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 it's, if it's just our imagination, if it's real, by the level of our chanting. Right? This is before, before that, there's steadiness in chanting, where we have that humility, right? so that you can chant constantly. And then there's the next verse in the Shikshastakam that, 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 that has taste, where you just want to practice your bhakti, and nothing else has any meaning to you. You know, I simply want to be your servant birth after birth. So if we haven't come to that kind of a stage, then we're just speculating <laughs> and having wishful thinking, and that's not going to help us. <laughs> okay. Hare Krishna Prabhu. So when you started the lecture, you started talking about the Sankirtan chanting, mm -hmm. and then we moved on to personal chanting. Is there a preference for one over the other? Because I know that Lord Chaitanya promoted a lot of Sankirtan chanting, versus personal chanting, so is there something? No, what we mentioned is that Sankirtan has two meanings. So the one is what you're thinking about, congregational chanting, where San means to gather together. together. The second meaning of San is completeness or perfection. Mm -hmm. So complete chanting, that can, that can be either congregational chanting or Japa. And so when, when, when it's being taught, so there's two meanings to Sankirtan. This is, this is explained by Bhakti Santa Saraswati. And so complete chanting refers to both how well you do it, whether it's japa or whether it's congregational chanting. The two meanings there. Can, can I add to that? Please. This is from the Chaitanya Bhagavat. Quote, compared to a person who is attached to chanting japa, the person who performs loud chanting of the holy name of Lord Hari is 100 times better. This is because the person who chants japa purifies himself, whereas the person who chants the holy name loudly in kirtan purifies himself and all those who are with him, and everyone else who hears the holy vibration. Mm -hmm. I will also comment that there's a reason why 
in, in initiation, Srila Prabhupada and our, our acharyas, one of the vows is to chant on the beads also. So, so we, we don't want to minimize the, the, the value of that. There's, that's done for, for a good reason. But at the same token, out of compassion, if you've been given such a great gift, rather than just keep it for yourself, actually Vaishnav wants to share that oh, with no the doubt, whole world. No so doubt. I'm, I'm not, trying to, not trying to minimize that either. No, no, but no. I, I mean, uh, you do both. But yeah. the whole idea of going out and leaving the temple and going out to mm-hmm. marketplaces and things yeah. like that are to not just to purify yourself, which happens automatically, but it's to purify yeah. the entire yeah. atmosphere. Yeah. Prophet wants us to do both, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just a quick other comment. Not only that, it's been likened to maintaining a garden. So you have to continually chant just to keep, make sure there's no weeds, and mm-hmm. it's a daily uh, you know, maintenance. Mm-hmm. 